CanadianEvergreen.com is your trusted news source for all things green, offering up-to-date news and stories from Canada's booming cannabis industry. Content you can trust from Black Press Media. PQ Beat is the official podcast of the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. I'm Peter McCulley. Thanks for listening. Today we welcome Helena Hester, the Executive Director of Tosh, the old schoolhouse arts center in Qualicum Beach. Thanks for joining us today, Alana. Thank you so much for having me again. Alana, now the folks are filtering back out into the world. It appears that you have a very busy spring planned as far as music programs and concerts go. We do. We have a wonderful lineup of music. Every Sunday, concerts are back. We do have season tickets still available for that. Those concerts go until April 30th. We also have a really exciting cabaret coming on March 31st with Doc Fingers. There's a limited amount of seats for that one, so definitely if you're interested in coming, purchase a few tickets. It's going to be a good time. What are some of the upcoming art exhibitions or workshops that folks can look forward to? I know there's always lots going on. We do have very packed spring. There is a lot of workshops and classes available of all different types. I have everything from puppet making in May to our regular watercolor and ink classes to drawing classes and sketchbook classes. So there's a little bit of everything for everyone in all levels. We also have a spring break camp for kids coming up. Our exhibitions are exciting. We have three new exhibitions coming. So I have in the main gallery, the Vancouver Island Silk Painters, which is a very old established group of artists. And then I have two new groups that are coming. One, the 4-H Photography Club with artists from nine to 19 years old. And then Halima Rogers bringing a show called Unwrapped as her first solo exhibition. Really excited to be working with people who are bringing nice and exciting work to the Art Center and also to work with people who've never maybe had an exhibition before. It's really exciting to explain the process of putting on an exhibition, especially to the youth and what priorities we have as artists and how to show. It was really exciting to work with the 4-H photography group. Youth and kids have such vibrant ideas, but it was also really poignant to be able to point out that the best thing we can cultivate in young artists is what is our inspiration and what our intuition is. And we had a lot of conversations about intuition, about choice and how to choose as an artist, because that becomes really connected to what you want to present in the world. We've worked with the folks at the 4-H Photography Club over the years with our project a day in the life of Qualica Beach and a day in the life of Parksville. And they're always fun to work with, new kids coming through. It's really interesting. Yeah, there's some incredible youth programs in our community. And I think that involving people and cross-pollinating across organizations is really interesting community builder. And you mentioned something that I want to go back to. You mentioned a puppet workshop. Is that puppets or marionettes? Marionettes. In May, we have a wonderful marionette puppeteer coming to teach people how to make puppets. Okay, because I have a strange fascination with ventriloquism, and you might have had me for the puppet workshop. <laughs> you got to go make a puppet so you can speak through it, Peter. I love that. <laughs> I heard you have started a capital donations program. What will the funds be used for? We have. I think that arts funding is a little bit of smoke and mirrors for a lot of people. There's a lot of programmatic grants that are available for really interesting programs, and that's definitely how we're funding some of the neat things that are happening here in the building. But there's very few funds that pay for operating. So there's very few funds that we can access that would pay for repairs of the building or to keep the lights on. And so that's really what our capital campaign is about. We would love to make the building more accessible internally. 
we also have a lot of improvements that we need and could use uh, given the age of the building. And things like blinds and ventilation and things that will make our classroom more comfortable, things like that. If people are interested in donating, definitely check out our capital campaign donation page. We're looking to raise around $250,000 in the next few years and would love anybody's help on that. Volunteers are always an important part of Tosh and I'm greeted by volunteers every time I go in, it seems. And if folks are looking to help out now that they're filtering back out into the world, uh, how do they do that? Absolutely. Volunteers are the lifeblood of most arts organizations on Vancouver Island, and especially here at Tosh. We love our volunteers. They really help the building run, and they help us with all of our installations and any exhibitions and events that we have. They're really right there taking part and are such an important part of us having any sort of success or being able to be open. Our volunteer application page is just on our website. It's an easy form to fill out. We have lots of different positions that are available here in the building, and and our volunteers are pretty dynamic and bring really interesting personalities and a lot of interesting information to us as well. So I always feel like our volunteers are not just part of running the building, part of operations. They're also part of this community building that is so important in this kind of art center. Last time we chatted about a program or a group or a collective called uh, Creative Coast. And I thought maybe you could update us on what the group is doing and what you're doing in conjunction with Creative Coast. Absolutely. Creative Coast is like a lab. We are the co-chair at Creative Coast, and it's a lab project. So it's a lab project that really tries to cohesify the island's arts ecosystem. So we're trying to reduce silos and talk to economic development and tourism and small business and municipalities and governance to really show how important the arts is at the community level and how important the arts is to really our quality of life and also how we can better support artists. And so that program, we have done a lot of impact assessment and data analysis and studies. And our first one showed that there was 20,000 artists on Vancouver Island. So one in every 20 people is an artist, but there isn't a marketplace and there also aren't a lot of services available for artists. So in that vein, we discovered that a lot of digital toolkits were maybe not being accessed because people didn't know how to use them or have access to that kind of hardware or software. And in in that interest, we started the Digital Creation Hub. And so that's like the Central Island Digital Creation Hub. And we are hopeful to seed a few more of these locations across Vancouver Island with Creative Coast. But basically, it's a room with a lot of digital equipment that you can use for podcasting, for taking photos, for editing anything that you need online, for building websites, all that sort of thing. And then we've staffed it with a coach. And so our coach, their name is Liz Glassford, and they are an incredible coach for digital presence. And they have been walking our artists through all sorts of different digital modalities. And so if you have any kind of digital question or place that you're running up into something that you don't know how to do, we have artists who come here to take photographs of their work, to build websites, to ask questions about their social media. There's really anything available. You can book time in our creative hub and it's free. Our coach will walk you through your problems and help you out with them. So that program is available as long as we have the grant. And right now we're booking into April. So if people are interested, they should definitely take access to it. So you've had lots of folks taking advantage of the program? We have. It's been really surprising that that hub is only open twice a week, but it is booked up until a few more months from now. So people are definitely taking advantage of it. And we have had some great feedback from it. It's one thing to just get tools and then it's a whole other thing to learn how to use them. And I think that 
most of us really like to learn from somebody who can explain things to us as opposed to just figuring it out on our own. I know every second year, Alana, that Tosh makes a call for resident artists. Is this year? Yes, it is. It's our biennial program. And so this year, our applications will go up for our resident artist program. So we rent studios, shared studio space, because you have to be here normally when we're open. But the studio space comes up for rent. The application will go out in the summer. And then that is a two-year lease. It's a lottery program. So people are selected through lottery. And so I invite anyone who is interested in having a studio at Tosh to definitely join our newsletter and keep watch for that mailing list and that opportunity to apply to have a studio here. Alana, what role do you believe art and creativity play in building and maintaining strong communities in this part of the world on Vancouver Island? Just the tourism component alone is huge. It is, but arts is definitely undervalued and has an incredible opportunity and an incredible value on Vancouver Island and in the world in general. I think that if we look at the health of a community and the quality of life, one of the most essential ingredients is creativity and how we can participate in the arts. And there's so many programs that are showing that and they're proving that and a lot of research that's coming out now that that shows that we are what we already knew. But in the meantime, I think that building arts processes and creative processes into the very mortar of our systems is as opposed to adding it at the end as a wrap, you know, that if we build it into the actual infrastructure of what we need, we have far more resilient and creative and capable systems that can change and that can adapt, especially given what happened with COVID. I think the pandemic showed us more than anything, that creativity and artists are integral to society and integral to how we imagine a holistic society. Thanks for being with us today, Elena. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to next time. Elena Hester is the executive director of TOSH, the old school host art center in Qualicum Beach. That's this edition of PQ Beat. If you have comments or suggestions, we'd like to hear from you. You'll find our contact information on our website, pqbnews.com. CanadianEvergreen.com is your trusted news source for all things green, offering up-to-date news and stories from Canada's booming cannabis industry. Content you can trust from Black Press Media.